Sanders and he's Liv and we are two sorry excuses. Liveroo! What's up Sam man? Hey man what's happening? Not much man what's up with you? Nada nada just uh enjoying a summery Thursday in Jersey. Nice. Um, hey, I got a question for you before we even get started. Because I consider you, believe it or not, I consider you um, a well-coiffed man. Probably one of the more um, more groomed people I know. Maybe that's just because you wear fancy shoes and fancy belts, but that goes a long way in my eyes. How often do I wear fancy shoes and fancy belts? All, all the time, man. Whenever I picture you, you have fancy shoes and uh, mostly saddle shoes in my mind and um, fancy alligator type belt. That is um, quite a misconception. The only thing that separates you from Cuddy is pink pants. <laughs> I believe Cuddy calls those salmon. <laughs> Cuddy is by far the most quaffed in... Um, and you're you're a close second. You also benefit from the fact that you're from New Orleans, um, and in my mind, you also um, have a disproportionate amount of seersucker in your wardrobe, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, well, that's probably accurate. So, like that goes a long way in terms of determining um, your manly groomliness. But Honestly, I don't wear seersucker. I do have seersucker suits. I even got a new one recently, but I don't have much of a reason to wear them. But I have multiple pairs of seersucker shorts, which I wear like around the clock once Easter. Uh, once Easter comes by. Yeah. See, I think you got to You got to take pride in that. Yeah, I mean they're comfortable as hell. Um, but my question for you is, how often? Also, um. Also, on occasion, um, more so on formal occasion, um, you will you'll dap your do. <laughs> There's not many folks in in uh, our circle anymore that dap their do. 
I rarely use hair product, but sometimes I'll put it in if I'm gone. So, yes, if I need to look nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which probably is a byproduct of uh, a lot of the pictures that I've seen you and you know in the last you know bunch of years um, that I'm not normally used to seeing you. So I have a bunch of pictures around my house of you and me at um, at the Syracuse USC game. Yes. Okay. So you're you're live in those G- uh, t-shirt shorts, flip flops, and yep. floppy do. But I'm not used to seeing you in your you know professional attire or your law school graduation or whatever. And over the last couple of years, especially during um, our time together potting here, um, I've. I don't know whether I've just been exposed to those pictures more or have been looking for them more, but professional live and professional live tends to dap his due a little more than well, casual this live. This is the one thing about professional live. Rarely does professional live have to look like professional live. I wear jeans and a polo shirt to work every day. Oh, you're, you're crushing the myth, man. Yeah. I mean, the only time I dress up is if I have to go to court, you know, and that doesn't happen all that often. You see, because in my mind, see all the all the um, all my colleagues and, and classmates, for the most part, ended up going to work um, somewhere in the public sector in D.C., whether it was for the government or for some type of a public interest law firm. Catholic was a huge public interest research um, yeah. school, and you know, so they all donned their. You know, discount Brooks Brothers suits, went to work in some, you know, basement law library and were cranking out briefs for, you know, for whatever reason. But um, you're one of the few practicing attorneys that I know. Even even the folks that I had kept in touch with, which were few and far between, have since kind of taken the road less traveled. You know, maybe yeah. now they are at best maybe an in-house corporate attorney but most of them have gone into maybe like real estate development or you know some of them have turned uh to teaching so you're one of the very few practicing attorneys that i know so um, in my mind when like so on a thursday afternoon when i think like oh you know what i gotta get in touch with Liv to see what we're up to tonight um, or we'll trade messages on maybe a Friday morning that the podcast is up. I see you scurrying um, feverishly about um, in front of your three-blade fan <laughs> that is just you know blowing just enough air that the papers don't move, but enough to keep you cool as you you know as you dab and dop the sweat you know from your brow as you feverishly move from you know the the court square. Uh, to the federal court square, town court square to the federal court square in an attempt, you know, to, um, you know, thwart some type of of shenanigan mix-up for your client, Mrs. Butterbean, and uh, in your seersucker suit and saddle, uh, what are those called? Um, The the saddle shoes. Yeah, so so, uh, what I'm hearing from you is how everybody used to think everybody like people from down here were all like a lot of people I met in colleges opinions of what they thought somebody from New Orleans was like was based on the movie The Big Easy which is terrible. 
yours is based your your idea of what a southern lawyer is is based on a hybrid of to kill a mockingbird and and inherit the wind apparently okay very good because i was gonna say you are a modern day atticus finch (laughs) that is exactly who you are and you know what i'm totally the opposite of that but i get but there are there are quite a few atticus finches in this town if you um if you go, you know, like my office is, um, it's, it's, um, probably like a mile away from the downtown area, you know, but if you head into that area, like the Lafayette Square area, CDC area, Lafayette Square is where like the federal courts are and stuff, uh, like around this time of year, you'll see your fair amount of Atticus Finch dudes walking around in their white linen suits or seersucker down there, but I just, uh, I don't have to do that, but um, but like the other guys in my office, well, not Jacob, but the but Bill and Jared, they both have the the uh, seersucker suits hanging in their offices, ready to go if they need to dress up or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, perfect, exactly. Um, so that kind of brings me to the point, which makes you fully qualified to answer this question. But okay, uh, how do you groom your extremities? So, for example, finger and toenails. I clip my fingernails religiously. Okay, so you get a clipper out and you clip them. Yeah, um, I don't chew my nails. Keep them straight. Uh, My grandfather was a particularly groomed individual. Um, He had a a kind of a routine and, you know, he had a certain smell that stuck with him the whole way. And it was kind of a combination between DAP and Old Spice. You know, real, like, real 50s style. I'm definitely Old Spice, though, because I don't wear cologne or anything. Okay. I wear my Old Spice deodorant, you know, and I uh, and I shower, so I figure I f- smell nice. I've been complimented for my odor, but never, never, um, never criticized for it, so I think I'm doing all right. Okay, I used to have, a, back in the day, uh, a plethora of compliments on my smell, quote, you know, yeah. Quote unquote smell. And it was always a positive smell. Um, and a lot of it was um, softener, like uh, laundry laundry softener. Yeah, yeah. And my mom, you know, growing up used the same kind of softener all the time, was uh, like a downy. And then yeah. when I moved out, she just kind of gifted me the tools I needed to maintain that smell. And I remember um, the Jodies and the Liz Stillmans of the world. Um, I think I turned them on to, um, you know, to the secular goyism based primarily on my smell. <laughs> they were willing to date outside the tribe because I smelled good enough. And over time, I've kind of gotten away from that. And, you know, a couple months ago, maybe a year ago or so, I put a, you know, I threw a T-shirt on and it, it just didn't, it just didn't smell right. Yeah. And you know, I said to Ange, "Hey, does this does this shirt smell moldy to you? Like a little musky?" And without without missing a beat, she said, "Yeah, but that's just kind of the way you always smell." <laughs> and I had gone from priding myself in in my smell, my my sweet, gentle springtime cloud smell, to. Who now I always apparently smell like mold. And I was like, well, how the hell do you let me walk around like that? And she's like, I don't know. I just thought that's the way you like to smell. 
You like this, like your swamp thing. No, false. That's not the way I like to smell. But um, this gets me to my point at hand. Literally, the point at hand is um, is fingernail grooming. I unfortunately am a fingernail biter, not to the point where I bite out of neuroses, but yeah. I, but I bite to groom. Um, as opposed to just getting a nail clipper and, and, and clipping them. But, uh, you know, I Your think I do instinct. I, I think I do it regularly, but then all of a sudden I'll look down at, you know, at my pinky and I've got a fingernail the size of, you know, Paca de Lucia. And I could be playing flamenco guitar in a, you know, in a classical uh, flamenco concert. And I'm like, how the hell did that fingernail get so, yeah. how did that get so long? How long do your fingernails take to grow? Mine? Uh, well, you know, my brother told me years ago that the healthier you are, the faster they grow. And I, I usually got clip about once a week. All right. You know, but I don't like them being too long. Um, so I'm not sh- I know if I let my thumbnails, you know, if those go like two weeks, they get pretty gnarly. You know? You ever but- get a- You ever get a manicure? No, never have gotten a manicure, but I find it kind of painful, the idea of biting your nails, you know, because, you know, you'll get that little, you know, hangnail or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't know. I, I think I I just need to clip my nails. You know, for one, you don't get those jaggeded, you know, like, can you bite your nails? You end up with those jagged nails and all that. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I remember when I was little, my brother used to bite his toenails. It oh was my really God. freaky. Oh, how do you even get there? Put his foot up to his mouth and bite his toenails. Oh, my God. I got, <laughs> yeah, I got a hard enough time getting the hot dog to my mouth without dropping yeah. it, let alone getting my foot to my mouth without pulling something. Yep. I am... Um, I'm pretty... I'm, I'm pretty... Um, I'm pretty good with the toenails. I clip those semi regularly, but every once in a while, they'll, you know, there'll be that period where you forget for a while, and then all of a sudden, that one rogue nail just went crazy. Yeah, and you know, you're out Christmas shopping, and you're on your feet for four hours, and all of a sudden, it's like you've got a razor blade between your toes. Yeah, you ever get that? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But uh, once the once the good weather gets here, you know, uh, and wearing flip flops all the time, definitely got to pay a lot more attention to the to the toenails. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, you go out looking like Fred Flintstone or something. Uh, speaking of good weather coming, uh, happy Memorial Day. Uh, how was Memorial Day? How was Memorial Day? Uh, Memorial Day itself was a non-event, basically. Uh, I mean. Friday night, I went to the Greek Fest, you know, had some fun. And Saturday, I went to a barbecue slash crawfish boil all day at my buddy's house before heading to this other party. And then the next two days, we're just literally sleeping and lay around the house days. Yeah. What about yourself? Um, yeah, the beginning part um, was a little rough. I got that stomach bug. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was brutal. Yeah. It took me um, a couple days to to shake the bug and then a couple days to recover because you know you hit the gym or you go for a jog or even if you play wiffle ball you're like man i haven't used those muscles in a long time yep 
there's a certain set of core muscles when you get sick that you realize that you don't use those muscles on the regular. So, um, are we vomiting? Yeah, because the stomach muscles get messed up if you. Amongst I know that much. Amongst other things, so yeah. I had it all covered. Yeah, and, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, we don't need to go into details about that. <laughs> um, so then you're like two days of um, – I didn't have anything to eat or drink and then my muscles hurt. So Friday was just kind of a recovered day. Saturday was, was was back on my feet for the most part. But I went over to help my dad open the pool, um, which cool. is always a um, – which is always a project. It's 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 a relatively easy job because he's got one of those newfangled, um, um, uh, not, transparent's not the right word, but porous. Yeah. So like, it just keeps the leaves out, but it lets yeah. the water pass through and evaporate. So it's you know it's more of kind of a um, an ecosystem process. So the water tends to stay clearer, but we yeah. take you know we take it off. It's hooked on with like uh, eye bolts or whatever. We take it off. We go through the process of making sure it doesn't fall in the pool, and you know, look at the water, survey the water, compare it how it was to previous years, and then um, you know, go have photos or something. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> it looks the same every year, but you know, to his recollection, it's you know, it's cleaner than it was last year. And you know what? Yeah. Listen, at this point. Who am I to disagree? So yep. we agree that it looks cleaner than last year. We take the the cover into the yard and you know hose it off, let it dry off, and whatnot. And then we ended up doing a little yard work. So, um, but they ended up ditching me. My parents ended up ditching me. They made dinner plans. Um, so I was just kind of off, um, dirty and hungry, and ended up not doing much on Saturday night. Came home. Just kind of took it in, and then uh, Sunday hit the beach. Not nice. And got my annual beach pass. Did a little barbecuing, and unfortunately, a little barbecuing came with a lot of boozing. So uh, <laughs> that left Monday in the lurch in terms of productivity. Um, I don't yeah. think I don't think I left the house. Yeah, I I had. Uh... Not illustrious plans, but I but I imagine doing at least maybe catching a movie on Sunday or Monday, and then the when push came to shove, I just laid there. You know, I was like, I might as well just cherish it. You know, because I'll be back at work on Tuesday, and then of course that was miserable because it's always miserable to go back to the office after a after a holiday. <laughs> well, th- nobody's produced the law for three straight days. Yeah, no kidding. We. The press has been down. The law press has been down for three consecutive days. You got to get that thing up and running, loading the coal to get the steam engine working. And listen, <laughs> habeas corpus, you don't want to get backed up in your habeas corpus because no. uh, you just never get caught up. No, you'll never get caught up. But um, but yeah, like I had some, a friend asking me last week, she, she was like, well, uh, Monday what are we going to do Monday? I was like, I don't know about you, but I'm going to be sitting around the house. I mean, Monday might as well be Sunday if it's Memorial Day. Just because it's Memorial Day doesn't mean it's a day to barbecue. Right. You know? Um, what I felt, what I found kind of weird mentioning Memorial Day is all the people who were like, 
thanks for everybody who served. And it's like, no, that's for Veterans Day. Right. You know? Memorial Day is for the people who died. It's like, you know, let the veterans have November. <laughs> you know, we don't have to be spilling their holiday over to the other side. And the other, and the other point I find weird, it just dawned on me this weekend, and I was thinking about it. People who, you know, are, are saying Happy Memorial Day. I was like, Happy Memorial Day? It's a day where you're on the dead. It's like, you know, if your mother just died, hey, Happy Mother's Funeral. <laughs> it's not something that should be a happy day. I mean, if anything, it should be like, have a solemn Memorial Day or something <laughs> like that. You know, it's not exactly, yeah, Memorial Day, woohoo! <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, I guess on the merits of your argument uh, or, or, or position, I think you're... You're probably right by the letter of the law, but um, I think anything now that gets a gets a day off of work is that's what you end up celebrating. And it, I remember like you know a three day weekend meant that Friday was a disaster when it came to travel. Yeah, but now a three day weekend it means the Wednesday before is a disaster. Yeah. You know, at worst, the Thursday afternoon rush hour. I'll tell you the one good thing about three-day weekends is I know I'm always going in on that Friday. And usually everybody, like you're saying, everybody's already off. Anybody that's gone off is already, they're not they're not going to work on that Friday if a Monday's a holiday. So you don't have to worry about, see, this is how you know that you're an adult and you're commuting and all this BS. You don't have to worry about all that traffic. Stuff that I didn't even care about 10 years ago. You know? And yeah, right. Like, good. Oh, school's out now. Don't have to worry about school zones. <laughs> the little things in life. In fact, yesterday I had to go out to uh, to this guy's office. Um, he's a CPA. He graduated from high school with us, and we're working on some project with him. And I had to drive out there, and he's right near where I went to high school. And it was like, it was around four-something. You know, and a couple of years ago, they made all the school zones go to 445. And uh, I got to his office, I'm like, what the hell, man? Friggin', um, the school zone light was flashing in front of the high school, and they have uh, and they have the, those traffic cameras there. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. I had to, like... You know, slam on the brakes to get down to like 22 miles per hour, and I'm like, and it pisses me off because I know the school's not in session anymore. They had their graduation last week. Nothing's going on. On top of it, it's like 4:30 in the afternoon. You know, but but if they catch you on that camera, they're sending you the damn ticket, and you know, and you have reason to get out of the ticket. But it's a hell of a lot easier just to go 20 miles per hour. Um, but, do but they really frost me? Do they keep that all year round? They're not supposed to, but the city of New Orleans is very incompetent. Uh, <laughs> example: When daylight savings changed recently, right by my office, uh, about two blocks away from my office, is a is a school, and they and they have that the school zone there where the lights flash. You know, it's supposed to be I think two thirty to four forty five or something. Okay. Uh, which is just a reason to make money. There's kids, 445, all the schools are out well before then. 
they just want to, you know, screw more people. And they also got the cameras right there. And uh, obviously they didn't adjust it for daylight savings because for like a week or two, when I would leave the office, if I was leaving the office at 530, that school zone would still be flashing. You know, so uh, is that you think that's just is that more incompetence or is that a more of a money grab? Well, the money grab is keeping up the 445. The incompetence is not adjusting it when daylight savings <laughs> <laughs> occurs. Touché. Which means the flat, which means when the kids actually really are getting out of school at 2:30, which is when they really get out of school between 2:30 and 3:30, uh, it means they're not adjusting, so the light's not really gone on till 3:30 now. Because they haven't adjusted for daylight savings time. <laughs> so, so, like, it's more dangerous at the time when it definitely should be the least dangerous because they haven't adjusted it for daylight savings. And the other thing is they're supposed to shut them off when schools are out of session. But, but no, that, it probably takes them two or three weeks to get to that because the guy who hits that button, button on the computers can't get to it in time or something. <laughs> You know, because you know it can't be anything too sophisticated. Right. But, uh, I mean, there's all kinds of, you know, incompetence of living in a city that bothers me. You know, just like these parking meters, the newfangled parking meters they have now, you know, the ones that take your credit card. Yes. And they take your credit card, but when they take, but when you pay with the credit card, some of them. Some of them won't let you do anything but get the maximum time. So even if you have to only go in a place for 30 minutes, you have to pay for two hours. Real, you know how much, you know how much extra revenue the city gets from that BS. Uh, see, we don't. I mean, we have the we have the the newfangled parking meters in Asbury, which people are up in arms about because not many people. When they instituted the parking meters a couple years ago, yeah. not many people were coming to Asbury. And you can almost understand on the beach and boardwalk, okay, we're going to put in parking meters. But they put them all over the city. And yeah. downtown area, they were like, come on, nobody shops down here. Now we're going to you know, give them an extra impediment, an incentive yeah. to come. We're going to de-incentivize them by putting parking meters here. But – they ended up going in. They they run year round, which is kind of bogus because we're a sleepy little beach town. Yeah. But they do have, um, they're they suck because they're the the kind where if you park in it, you you note the number yeah. on on the on the curb, and then you go to the machine. So like back in the old days. You know, you put a quarter in, it lasts you for an hour, you leave after half an hour, the guy who comes in after you, you know, gets a free half hour. Yeah. That it doesn't work that way anymore because oh. all the... Yeah, that's the newfangled ones. They, they, they shoot out a receipt that you have to post on your dashboard. Yes. And it's, and that's a total rook because you can't, uh, because you can't give away minutes to anybody else anymore. Um, even a step further in Asbury, they have the cop drives around with um, a computer terminal that lets him know which spaces are currently paid for and which aren't. Hmm. So they know. Yeah. They don't even well, need to look at the receipt 
on the on the dashboard because if money is in a meter and that spot's paid for till you know ten thirty p.m. They know that you're good, but if it's only paid for for till ten fifteen, they drive there. If there's a car in there, they write out a ticket. The goods, the upside is that they do let you, even if you pay with a credit card, you can pay for thirty minutes, fifteen minutes, whatever the the actual, um, you know, the actual um, what's it called? What's the word I'm looking for? The time necessary. Yeah, portions of the hour. Well, no, you're supposed to be able to pay for portions. Of the hour and your credit card in New Orleans ones. It's just that the machines are are uh, defective. <laughs> you know, so you have no. You put you add time. You know to do it in increments. Yeah, and yeah. Of course, when you do it with the credit card, of course they don't work. So you just gotta hit add maximum. Some of them work, but for the most part, it seems like they all eventually break like that, and no one cares to do anything. And um, the other aspect of the city's incompetence. While they're ripping the people off the Ken Park, they're also ripping themselves off. Because I have to go down to court, you know, CDC occasionally, Civil District Court. That's the civil court downtown for the city of New Orleans. That's you have to wear your blue seersucker or your uh, pink seersucker? <laughs> well, I only have a blue seersucker, <laughs> but I never wear it there. I usually just wear a regular old suit. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway... Uh, I go down there and I go to park in the street and it's where all the public parking is that you pay for. And usually it's full of city vehicles. There's always at least a few uh, Orleans Paris sheriffs or cop cars or like city vehicles I notice now in these parking spots. And I know none of them are paying for the meters, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, why are they allowing them to do this? You know how much money they're losing on that proposition? Because these guys park their cars there, and they're there for like eight hours. And another thing that bothers me, especially about the cop cars, they can basically park anywhere they want, because generally they do. They always park illegally. They don't care. But the fact that they're going to take the few spots that are available for people who are paying that actually need to do business down there and can't park Anywhere they want really chaps my high. <laughs> uh, but you know what? That's 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 the city of New Orleans. That's naturally Nolens. Uh You know what you need instead of um, instead of a car? Is Don't tell a, me a scooter. A golf cart. <clears throat> oh yeah, <laughs> you'll get killed in a golf cart scooting around the downtown New Orleans. <laughs> You see these people that do like the gar work for these garbage companies or or maintenance crews that work for the downtown development district scooting around on a golf cart, but I'm like yeah. <laughs> No thank you, man. Well that's um down here, especially in the summertime. The um the richer beach towns have a higher um percentage of full time residents. Yeah. So, bigger houses, fancier houses, you know, huge properties, and they, um, it's a lot of off the street parking. So, that's how they, that's how they kind of curb the influx of tourists. You know, it's, you know, no street parking. Yeah. So, what a lot of them do, and you sent me this article, which is really funny because, um, 
this is very popular down here is a lot of the rich folks um, in those richer towns have go- essentially golf carts, jacked up, motorized yeah. golf carts that they use to transport themselves from you know their house to the beach, which is you know usually anywhere from from you know less than a mile. Yeah, in most instances, um, but in these beach towns, th- there is still an influx of either, um, you know, underage um, kids, like you know, college kids whose parents own these houses, so they just go and they stay with them, or they're passing through to the party towns. Yep. So basically where Belmar is, where the um, home of Mark Klaus is yeah. right next to uh, Manasquan and it's right next to Spring Lake, which are two of you know the higher end, uh, wealthier towns. But in order to get to Belmar, you have to either pass through Manasquan or pass through Spring Lake. Yeah. But those are rich towns, and a lot. What happens a lot of the time are shenanigans ensue. So I, I see this email that you sent uh, this this link to this story about the um, the wrestling kid. Well, yeah, I mean one of the one of the reasons I wanted to send it to was was like um, you know we're not even a week in the Jersey Shore season. We already have the first national idiocy. Because this thing was making its way around the internet this morning. Was it really? Yeah, I mean, Deadspin had it posted. Well, Deadspin posted it late last night. You know, like, uh, it happened Sunday night. Obviously, this kid was on some type of drugs and booze or whatever. You know, I mean, did you read the whole article? No, I got to the fact that, um, that he essentially carjacked a golf cart. Yeah, I mean, it said it was being driven by Beach Patrol. He jumped in feet first and landed on the front seat, then forced the other people out of the golf cart. He mowed down some dude. Then he um, crashed the cart or something, and some guy went to go see if he was all right, and I guess he assaulted that guy. Then he ran into somebody's house. Uh and one of the residents was like a 72-year-old man or something, and he, he proceeded to punch the old dude a, a few times, you know, before he was finally apprehended and arrested. And they gave him $341,000 bail. <laughs> Listen, man, the Jersey Beach towns, especially towns like Manasquan, that's one of those towns. Yeah. Um, they don't take lightly to that. They, well, I wanted to know where if that was close to you. That was another thing I was curious about. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably five miles away. Yeah. So it's you know it's relatively close. I would consider that you know one of my neighboring towns. I mean, it. I really want to know what the hell this kid was on. You know, that's just not like random drunken behavior. Right. Yeah. Right. Random drunken behavior in in this area. For a 20-year-old probably is, um, you know, steal a bicycle out of a backyard or a shed. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's that's probably pretty typical. Um, 
a little more extreme is wander into somebody's house and fall asleep on their couch. That happens a yeah. lot more than you think it would happen. Um, yep. But um, to catapult yourself through the windshield of a beach buggy and then beat a 72-year-old man among the head and face is is probably pushing it. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was just hilarious because, you know, Jersey Shore already has the reputation it has. And then here, less than a week into the season, you get this story. Boom. Making its way around the internet about the former high school wrestling star. Now, here's what everybody from Manasquan and the greater Mammoth Shore area is going to point out. Is within the first sentence, this explains, excuse me, everything you need to know about this kid from our perspective. And it's that he was a Bergen Catholic high school wrestler. (laughs) <laughs> Bergen Catholic is um, is the furthest a powerhouse football program. Yes, and they are like a different part of the state. They're about, I would say, forty five miles from here. They're just over the GW Bridge, Fort Lee. Is, um, that's like uh, is that near like New Providence and all that stuff? Yes. Yeah. All right. Yes. All, right. all the Summit way up there or whatever. Those. Uh, yeah, I know that's the uh, that area is like football mad too. I know, and it's real well to do, and yep. you know, ton of Catholic schools because everybody um, who works in the city and is particularly well off lives in Bergen County, and all the towns in Bergen County are particularly well off. Yeah, um, as you come as you come south. It, it gets – it's like inverse proportion. Like down yeah. south Jersey, all the towns in a particular county are particularly poor as you get closer to Atlantic City. Like Atlantic yeah. County is, is like a very, very poor county because all the towns in there – What county is that? Uh, like Atlantic County. Oh, okay. Monmouth County has pockets of extremely wealthy towns and extremely poor towns, and it kind of balances itself out. But as you get closer to the city, um, all the towns are just super rich. Yeah. And this kid is from a super rich county and a, and yeah, a particularly I mean, his town rich town. Yeah, sounds like a rich kid town, rich, Ridgefield Park. Yep. You know, he's got that, uh, he has a deformed wrestler's nose, apparently, in that picture. Yep. Probably had a couple of broken noses. <laughs> his, his ears are intact, which is um, yeah. He doesn't have the cauliflower ear, which is always a Although good sign. One ear looks smaller than the other, but that could just be an optical illusion. <laughs> um, Ridgefield Park is um, actually a neighboring town to Palisades Park, which, if you remember from uh, yes. from one of our previous episodes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Chuck Barris classic, the Chuck um, well, a Chuck Barris classic, Palisades Park, Confessions of a Dangerous Liar, yeah. sung by <laughs> Freddie Boom Boom Cannon. Uh, <laughs> so that's kind of like the north end, uh, northeastern, you know, end of New Jersey, all the way up there, right across from, um, you know, right across from Manhattan. So nothing good comes from up there. Yeah, yeah, nothing's good from that part of Jersey. No. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> so three hundred forty-one thousand bucks. What would um, what what's that? What's that cost some some drunken fool who goes on like uh, you know Mardi Gras bender and ends up you know whatever slapping the ass of a of a Mountie or well, the one time I got arrested, I think the bill was supposed to have been six hundred dollars. Okay, and that was that was what year was that? That was twelve years ago now. And that was on a couple of charges, but they dropped our bail when they let us out, so we didn't have to post it. But um, but I don't know. Maybe if you actually injured some people like he did, you know. That but but still, I don't know if you would have a three hundred. You definitely you wouldn't have a. No, there's murderers that have lower bonds than that in New Orleans. Three hundred forty-one thousand is pretty ridiculous, man. Uh. <laughs> I love that he left five people in uh, in his wake. Yeah, first well, aid squad treated. Start. Yeah, <laughs> it's just funny because I saw that they had this poster right away, and it's like, yes, the first stupid beach crap to go on this summer, which will be the first of many nationwide, I'm sure. Came out of came out of the wonderful Jersey Shore. Uh, Italian meathead culture. <laughs> uh, good story. Uh, the funny thing about the beach cart, here's one little aside. Talking about getting a golf cart or maybe. Uh, before I worked at the firm that I work at, <laughs> Bill, the boss, some years back, he actually wanted to buy a Vespa for, <laughs> for like when we had to go like to hearings and stuff. And uh, Jacob and Jared, the other two guys, were like, "We're not gonna be riding down there in a suit, <laughs> in a suit, on the freaking Vespa." <laughs> I mean, just how humiliating is that? You know, you're gonna go like handling a big case, and you zoom up on your Vespa. <laughs> uh, that's great. Now, is that because, um. You get reimbursed for parking and and all that well, stuff. I think he thought he could. Uh, I think the reason he wanted to do it probably get a tax write off. Okay. Yeah, you probably get ta- He could write it off, you know, as taxes. I think he. I think he might have had a buddy who was selling them. <laughs> he always likes a deal where he can get a where he can get a tax deduction and help out a buddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's the Louisiana two-step. That's the Vincent two-step. But uh, <laughs> oh god, it kills it kills me. Like I don't know. I was like, it'd be fun to cruise around on the Vespa just for the fun of it, but I don't want to be ro- rolling around on the Vespa, you know, showing up, you know, all you know, with helmet hair and stuff. I don't know. Just kind of kills your kills your um, your. Uh, your integrity when you go in there, you know. Your mojo, you know. Yeah, like it just your credibility shot when if you see the other attorney who you're dealing with hopping out of his Mercedes or whatever, and you're getting off your Vespa. Right, but what would your what would your helmet choice be? Maybe like Jack Nicholson and um, an Easy Easy Rider. Rider. Okay, I don't know. I have this two lane football helmet in my room. Maybe I would use that. One. <laughs> Just take off the mask. Yeah. 
<laughs> goggles or no goggles? You'd have to have goggles, man. I think you would, don't you think? I would, yeah, no, I would definitely say. I don't know. I, I see a lot of these nerds rolling around on their scooters, not wearing goggles, but I don't know. I think the wind in my eyes would annoy me. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I mean, anything over like 15 miles an hour. I mean, you get a bike going fast enough, and you kind of wish you had sunglasses on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't need them when we were cruising around the bicycles in Asbury the time I was there. But, <laughs> but yeah, if you're, like, cruising downhill on a bicycle, you might want glasses on. Yeah, and well, then the other thing are the bugs. Yeah. You know? Well, that's true. I, I don't know. I'd have to put a bandana around my face or something. <laughs> a skull. Um, a skull printed bandana, so it looks like. Yeah, it um, looks like I'm a badass on my Vespa. Right <laughs> in your in your seersucker suit. Yes, <laughs> seersucker suit cruising around on my Italian scooter with my red, white, and blue helmet, or my gold football helmet. I guess it was that he had in there, huh? Did he uh, wear the gold football helmet, or was he in the Stars and Stripes? No, he had the gold football. helmet. Yeah, he had on. the gold football helmet. Yeah. All right. But, uh, yeah, so I wouldn't want, I, I would like to ride a scooter just for the fun of it, but I'm not about to make it a primary mode of transportation. One, only certain people can pull it off and you have to be, and you have to live in a certain type of place. Yeah. I mean, mean, there's a lot of people down here, like in the city you see cruising around on them, but those are people I don't want to be associated with. Right. Right. (laughs) <laughs> right. This smug carpetbagger looking, I don't know, uh, just this element that I don't like. Now here's the other um, the other thing that's kind of gained popularity around here um, are Triumph motorcycles. Oh, okay. So I, mean, I know they sell them down here. I, I know where a dealership is, but I don't think they're as popular down here as they are. In your parts. They're starting to gain more popularity than the Vespa. Um, the place that sells the Vespas, I think, also sells the Triumphs. Okay, yeah. It's the place it, I'm thinking of. It's the same. Up here, it's the same um, class of, of consumer. Yeah, it has to be the same class of consumer everywhere, I guess. And one of the reasons I, it has some appeal to me is because they're a little bit of a smaller bike and... You know, despite the fact that I I qualify as a bigger guy, yeah. I, I have short legs, I have short arms, like you know, a big a big powerful. You know, well, I don't even know what a big motorcycle would be. I, I couldn't handle That's it. A Harley? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, how many CCs is that? Who knows? Yeah, you know. Um, but I I don't think I could handle a big bike. But the Triumph is a smaller, older. You know, it's it's more compact, but, but that's exactly why these dudes are riding them because they can handle them. Yeah, you can upgrade from a Vespa, and it's not a huge, you know, it's it's not a huge jump in terms of what you're able to handle. You're not exactly making the Triumph sound like a cool motorcycle. <laughs> I'm sure at some point it was probably the coolest bike yeah. you could have, but. Um, 
not nowadays. I watch three guys roll up to a traffic light on on three triumphs, and it might as well they might as well have been Vespas. They might as well have been bicycles for all that. I mean, the motorcycle, the thing that really scares me off about motorcycles is all the people driving on the roads. Yeah. You know, like, like, it's not that I'm so scared of riding motorcycles. I'm so scared of everybody that's riding cars, man. Yeah, and Uh, that's what... People that just don't use turning signals and just cut you off. And, like, when I'm in my car, people just cut me off. Imagine how much more dangerous that is when you're on a motorcycle. You know, and it happens, it seems to happen frequently, people getting hit by, you know, motorcyclists getting hit by cars or driven off the road by cars or something. And that's what most motorcyclists that I know say. My brother Josh had a motorcycle for a long time, but, um, you know, he gave it up. He's like, listen, it's just way too dangerous. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and it's not the motorcycle that's dangerous, it's the other drivers, man. Yeah. And I'm sure that's what he's concerned about. You know, you're at the mercy of people who are driving around in thousands of pounds, you know, where it's like if they hit the motorcycle, big deal, you know? Like yeah. they get a couple scratches maybe, but you're you're probably dead. You know? Not probably dead, but there's a good chance you're dead. Oh, yeah, definitely a good chance. You know, another thing that um you know, so that that freaks me out about that. Uh, I don't know. I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> well, hey, somewhere with that. Um, and a couple things that I wanted to tackle before um, we chatted tonight, but I didn't get to them. But one of them is Lee Zurich's Wikipedia page. Does he have one now? No, not yet. This is why uh, I, I you're wanted. Supposed to be doing that, right? I'm supposed to be doing it, and I heard. I listened to. Um, because I can't stand uh, terrestrial radio anymore. Because in Jersey, all it is is sports talk radio, and that just annoys me to, that's to what no that's end. Called now, if it's not satellite radio, it's terrestrial. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, so you're more into extraterrestrial <laughs> radio. <laughs> so, needless to say, I I, I try to find um, you know a podcast of interest, um, which is kind of hard to do, but. I found a few, and one of the ones that I'm I'm listening to now is um is the is Ted. Are you familiar with TED Talks? Yeah, I know of the TED Talks. All right, yes. so Ted, there's TED Talks Radio, and and essentially they you know they put together a bunch of similar TED Talks and edit it as if it's like a topic. So I was listening to one on collaboration, and they were talking about you know how collaboration is good, how collaboration is bad. And Wikipedia was one of the prime examples of effective collaboration. And, yeah. you know, they were talking about, you know, generally speaking, it's it, it's a self-policing collaborative effort. And yep. they're, they're talking about in all the years that it's been around, there's only been a handful of incidents where it's caused a significant problem. But then it got me to thinking... Um, how much people use it, how helpful it is, and, you know, how informative it is. And in my head, I wrote the Lee Zurich page, and we've got enough information on him to make it a significant page. We have um, we have his, his college. 
Yep. We've got his professional career and affiliation. Hey, man, we got his high school, too. Where do you go to high school? Newman High School in New Orleans. Let me write that he's down. He's from here. Newman School. No, no, I know he's from there. He went to, uh, he, uh, you know, he he was in school with the with uh, Cooper and Peyton. The older Manning brothers. Oh, I didn't so realize he's that. Your year, I believe he's your year, right? Yes, yep, yep. So yep. he graduated with Cooper, but he, but Peyton was still playing quarterback his senior year. Peyton was playing quarterback as a 10th grader. Yeah. Hey, do you know – oh, this is great. There's a whole um, – I guess it's uh, MyNewOrleans.com. Does that ring a bell? Okay. Oh, that's probably the Fox 8 News uh, affiliated website, huh? Um, what do you say? It looks like a magazine, um, New Orleans magazine. Oh, uh, okay. New Orleans magazine. Okay. So it, I'm punching it in right now. They've got some type of um, – Looks like blog type magazine. Oh, my New Orleans. Yeah, I know. Uh, this is like one of these generic like blog things. I've come across this thing uh, occasionally. I'm not really sure what the affiliation is. Well, it's got a whole. Um, it's got a rundown. They must have done an interview. Yeah, it is New Orleans magazine itself. Yeah. All right. So they've got enough information here. We can. We can build the entire page. Did you know that his real name is Leon? <laughs> no, I did not know his real name is Leon. I never investigated that deeply. <laughs> and his middle name is Mintz. M-I-N-T-Z. Okay, yes. Leon Mintz Zurich. He was yeah. the news anchor at WWL, Channel 4. Yeah, that's where that's where I first discovered him when he was doing sports for them. He resides uptown with his wife, Jenny. Yeah, he lives on, um, what is that? I believe he lives on Eleanor Street. Because a friend of mine, from a guy I know from high school, actually lived next door to him. <laughs> Until uh, recently. His favorite book is The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell, and he's a huge James Bond fan. <laughs> oh, okay, this listen. This is on MyNewOrleans.com. Apparently, we don't need to do a Wikipedia page because they're already covering it. No, no. This is exactly why you need a Wikipedia page because Wikipedia will have better results in the search engine. So when you go to search for Lee Zurich, we could have all the same basic information in Wikipedia, but it's got better search engine um, markers, so it'll come up first. So, so somebody will click on it, and in his profile we will have um here let me oh. well see and this little thing on here includes the whole thing about him playing offensive line at newman for uh protecting peyton manning and all you really need is 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 one credible article and this is the credible article that you can then link each of the various points so you have a, just a general blurb yeah you have, um, you know, education. You have job history. Well, we know he's not a kosher Jew because he loves seafood. Oh, I was going to ask you, what do you, what do you think his favorite restaurant is? But did you oh, look it up? It's definitely uh, Antoine Restaurant August. <laughs> but of course, he's got Popeye's fried chicken. God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but one of the sections we will will include is pop culture. And I was going to include that he is a he is a um, he's a running topic of Syracuse themed podcast. Two sorry excuses. Yeah, he's the patron saint. So that'll be great. He is to two sorry excuses. Uh, you know, he's our patron saint. Uh, he, he is to two sorry excuses as Ted McGinley was to jumptheshark.com, <laughs> which no longer exists, unfortunately. Um, although he claims to be 6'3", true or not true? I don't recall him being that tall. Yeah, that's what he, that's what he is. I mean, I'm about 6'1", or so. Maybe he is. I, you know, the only time I was ever up close to him was at one time back in 2000. Uh, outside the Saints black and gold game down in uh, Thibodeau, Louisiana. This was written some years ago because he was 34 when this thing was written. Yeah, he's got to be 40. Now, this was six years ago. He's got to be close to 40 now, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm It gonna... basically is like a Wikipedia page. Yeah, this is perfect. This is exactly what and we you needed. You just footnote everything and send everything you say on there back to Back to page. here, yeah. Done. All right, so that's how we're going to pimp out Lee Zurich to increase our notoriety. See, this was before he was with Fox 8 because they make references to Don Brown, who was the weather girl back then, who used to have these weird, they would do the weekend, like the Sunday night news together. It was always very awkward, and he would, like, rag on her. It was a, uh, people loved it. Ah. <laughs> uh. Um, but, uh, but moving on from Lee Zurich, what else? Yes. Um, then I was thinking that, um, we, we already set the, the, the Amazon thing in motion. Um, I'll tighten that up a little bit and we're going to have to get, um, the word out on that. But, um, the other piece of business I was hoping and I've been thinking about this for a while, but we need a theme song. We need like someone we write. We need somebody to make us a theme song, somebody who's musically inclined, because it would help the episodes come out faster. Because one of the things that's so time consuming uh, is that I have to cut the um, I have to cut out the snippets in the beginning. So I know you haven't listened in a while, but you know I what? I did listen. Actually, I listened to about an hour of episode 23. All right, perfect. I meant to listen to the rest, but I had to get up and go somewhere. But our intro is the same every week. It's yeah. that public service announcement um, that's spliced with um, you know isolated tidbits from the show. For the most part, I try to write down relatively funny things at the time points of relatively funny things but i still have to go back isolate it cut it out edit it and then hope it's still funny yeah however many days later that takes probably an hour or so to do but by the time everything downloads and whatnot but if we had a song a musical interlude or some type of intro that would just we could kind of bookend it would be so easy for me to edit and then, you know, basically I'd be able to throw it up the same night. So um, that's what we need from the Two Sorry Excuses well, Army. 
Well, with all due disrespect, Matthew DeSantis, <laughs> don't you have a lot of time to be editing anyway? <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. I've since become busier. Yes, yes. Now you're you're doing all your marketing and whatnot, huh? My time has become a premium. <laughs> yeah. Time has become a premium. Now you're running around with 21-year-old college girls who have no interest in anything you're saying and you don't understand what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know what we're going to do about that. I mean, who are we going to... I mean, we could always just do a Ursat's Wayne's World type of opening. You know. You remember that? All it was is, Wayne's World! Wayne's uh, World! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not that we'd be yelling, two sorry excuses, two sorry excuses. Party time, excellent. Uh, but, I mean, um, trying to thank anybody I know who's a composer. I mean, what kind of, what kind of, what kind of song are you looking for? I don't know, some, something appropriate. If somebody's listened to us, you know, for the last six months, they've, got, they've logged over 25 hours of us. Probably what? Probably 30 Fredo could probably get Mana on the phone and they could probably, <laughs> you know, they could probably churn something out for us real quick, you know? Oh. It'll have a nice, like, uh, Latin beat to it, you know? You know like I, rock. I, would cer- I think I would certainly appreciate that. I also thought maybe a, um, you know, some type of. Nothing, nothing jam bandy. Well, that would be. That would be um, an homage to to our Syracuse roots, I think. You know, some type of some type of blues, Syracuse. You know, barbecue chili fest, jam band type. Um, I was thinking also you then maybe bluesy. I just don't want anything too fishy. Well, then I was thinking maybe Doctor John. Um, you know, kind of New Orleans jazz ish. Yeah, that's fine, but I mean, I we're saying that it's not like it's not like any of the uh, jam band people we know are are composers, <laughs> you know. Well, I was thinking rarer than Brian Peter can listen to Fish till till the cows come home. And they're never going to be able to friggin' write a tune, you know. I was thinking maybe we can get Beano to mix us something up. Uh, uh well, you, you you deal with that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm just picturing being a you know that Seinfeld episode where he <laughs> hires the contractor to 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 do his kitchen. Yes, <laughs> and he and he keeps asking him over and over again. He's like, just do it. <laughs> you know, I I have a feeling that's what what a Bino composition might end up like. <sighs> we could get Uncle Buzz from uh from the poorhouse to do it. Oh, you know what? I think that'd be a good idea. They're having a they're yeah, having, they're having the, the concert on the nineteenth. Yeah, so tell them they should write it, and then um, I'm not going to be there, but you know maybe we should call Uncle Buzz or Brian and tell them to write us a song. It only has to be like sixty seconds long, and and they'll get props um, f- every every show. Yeah, there'll be like forty people that that might be interested in downloading Uncle Buzz uh, album or something. Do you know those guys? Well, I know Buzz. All right, perfect. Buzz is a bartender. He's yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah, guy with yeah. the beard, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. He grows the beard out every winter. 
generally shaves it off every every summer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when's that show? It's within June 19th. the – It's when? June 19th. Three oh, weeks from now. So about three weeks. So yeah. see if you can get in touch with them because they'll have everything set up and I'm sure they'll be recording that show. What what live band doesn't record everything nowadays? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, I'll have to talk to Brian. Maybe Brian can sell Buzz on uh, doing a song for us. Because I haven't talked to Buzz, like, at least... Well, he was out of town the last time I was in Boston. You know, he was in Ireland or something like that. So I'm not going to get on the phone randomly with Buzz and be like, Hey, man, I got this podcast I do. Can you write a song <laughs> for us? Uh. <laughs> I know you're not even really much of a sports fan or anything. <laughs> oh God! What what better way? What better segue to get back in touch with an old friend? Yeah, but uh, but Brian and Carla, Carla, Buzz, Buzz, and Buzz and me were cool. You know, like we, like even when I went up there a few years ago, Buzz and Buzz came and hung out with us and everything. But um. But Carla's tight with Buzz, you know? Oh, Carla. I don't think it would be hard for him to just come up. Buzz is a, uh, he's, he's a musical prodigy. Or Adam, even. Adam, Adam is also a Berkeley College grad. Uh, from, uh, who, uh, worked at the poorhouse. Um. Did you ever meet Adam? No. He was there. He was there even when I visited in 2001, he was there. He's uh, variously, you know, at some times he's had long hair. Now I think it's cut short. He's from Minnesota. Yes, okay. Adam Kohler. Oh, no, wait. He's a a guitar virtuoso as well. So I'm sure we got got loads of people that can write us a song. Yeah, just a, a catchy little jingle. Yeah, about two yeah. idiots. About two idiots who talk about Syracuse, New Jersey, New Orleans, and Boston. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of it now. It's like I know quite a few people that can write us a song. You know, this is so, it. This, this is the evolution. This is the next step. Yeah, yeah, the next step. Then we start really monetizing this motherfucker. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get on that. Uh, another thing. Um, got a suggestion from a loyal listener. This week, uh, who listened to a couple of our recent shows to catch up uh, while she said they were extremely funny and she was laughing. Uh, She was uh, laughing maniacally on the plane while listening, which is a quite a ringing endorsement. That is a ringing endorsement. She says she says it would be a good idea if we if we uh, posted these links to, to some of these stories and things we talk about on the blog. So, I mean, I guess within the podcast itself, when you click on there, we could have links, too, to stuff we talk about. Oh, fair enough. Like the Jersey Boy story. You know, we didn't talk about too much uh, craziness this week that demands uh, linkage, but we do have that story about the Jersey Shore kid. Oh, yeah, 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 perfect. Okay, that's a good idea. Yeah, so we can do that. Um, what are we, 105 in right now? Uh, didn't really hit my pet peeve topic this week. <laughs> uh, All right, well, let's chat about that. Let's keep, we had a whole list of Syrac- actual Syracuse-themed 
um, uh, items that we teased last week. But I, I, I'm going to say hold that off. Yeah, we can hold that off. Um, but give me, give me your pet peeve. Well, I actually put a bunch of pictures because last week when I saw that apostrophe, that misuse <laughs> of the apostrophe, it made me start thinking because um, occasionally when I come across, my plan was to take pictures all the time, but that didn't really... That really didn't take off. I took a couple of pictures here and there, but I posted them to the media library of the website so you can look at them, uh-huh. along with some other photos that I thought were just things I found funny that I that I took pictures of in the past couple of years. Uh, I don't know if you want to get on there and look. Yeah, but, yeah. I'm, but I'm, one thing that really bothers me. Well, this is what this is what got me last week. Was the. Um, I was down at the Jefferson Parish uh, courthouse uh, filing, opening a succession for a client. And if you look at that one, it's called Credit Union, the picture. And I see that sign right there. Are you looking at the picture? Uh, hold on, hold on. I'll say the content is currently locked. If you take over, live will be blocked. Um, oh, we can't look at it at the same time? No, no, I can. I got it. I previewed it. All right, all right. <laughs> but it says Jefferson Parish... Employees Federal Credit Union. Yes. Now, what what stands out to you about that? That it, there's one employee. Yes, of like Jefferson Parish. Yes, exactly. You know this building, like see, it's all sparkly new. This this building's less than 15 years old, I believe, or less than 20 years old at least. It's all modern and everything, and they spent all this money, and they couldn't spend money on somebody to know. Uh, you know, where to put the apostrophe there. And it's a federal credit union, which means it's a legitimate organization. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the Jefferson Parish Court, you know, like a state court, you know, for Jefferson Parish is, is actually, it's probably bigger than Orleans Parish now. Orleans Parish is what encompasses New Orleans. Okay. New Orleans and Algiers and the West Bank. Jefferson Parish is Metairie, you know, my town, and you know, all these other towns that you've never heard of. Kenner, where the airport is, and all these other towns in the West Bank and stuff. It's like half a million people, at least. You know? It's not some podunk area. They don't know where to put that apostrophe. That bothers the hell out of me. <laughs> and then, if you go deeper in this library, I have, um... I have some other some other abuses of the apostrophe. And this, this was a few years ago when I first saw this. Uh... When I was like, oh, I'm going to take pictures of all these all the time. See the one? It, it's marked as negative one. Yes. Kegs available. K-E-G apostrophe S. <laughs> like, is keg the nickname of some dude there? You know? Hey, keg's available. You know? like like, And that is this big printed up sign at the grocery store. You know, like it was sent out to a company who printed it up. You know, and all that, no one caught that 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 is just. And this is another egregious thing. People that think pluralizing something, the way you pluralize is putting an apostrophe s, because that's what it must be. Um, I'm it's looking at this one. Are these all apostrophe? No, some anomalies. Of them are, some of them are. Other ones are just have humorous stories. Which one are you looking at right now? Um, the doctor on magazine. Oh, read that sign closely.
Tell me the things you notice about that sign closely. Did they misspell physician? Yes, but look what kind of physician he is on top of it. Oh, I can't, wait. He's an eye physician. Yes. <laughs> I think it compounds the humor of that shit. Uh, the fact that people spend money getting these signs made. Uh, what's the... Um, and no one proofreads them. Not even the eye... Uh, Fiskian, as a pre- as he's called his, himself, or herself, <laughs> or whatever the hell Joby, whatever the hell kind of name Joby is. What the um? What about the uh, the dial nine one one? Oh, that that was at my a friend of mine's house. I, and that was last year. I was over at the restaurant party. I saw that. and I started going off on that. I was like, uh, we don't dial nine one one. They got the picture of the gun. I was like. So if someone's having a heart attack, it's like, get the fucking gun and shoot him. <laughs> like, there's so many more scenarios you need to dial 911 for other than somebody breaking into your house. Right, right. Oh, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Little Joey fell down and broke his arm. Get the gun. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's allergic to bees. He's gone into shock. We don't dial 911. Get the gun. <laughs> I was like, that's a pretty bold stance to take. The idea uh, that you're not going to dial 911 for anything. Uh, well, listen, your contribution to the media library is outstanding. So I mean, we'll get those up in a, in a post-coital. Yeah, I mean, um, we can get them to post-coital. Uh, but I just want to make note of this one, though. Number six. This was in Florida. Um, basically, if employees don't wash their hands, they have a death wish. <laughs> Are you looking at that one? Hold on, let's see. Okay, I got it. Do you notice why you would have a death wish if you don't, if employees don't wash their hands in Florida? <laughs> Because the food and safety, the food, uh, the division of food safety commissioners, Charles Bronson. <laughs> uh. I'm sorry. It's like, I saw that. That was last year. I was in Florida. I saw that. I was like, Charles fucking Bronson's a commissioner. Don't fuck with him on your food safety. Uh, that's great. All right. But, but I can, I can go into details on all the other crap on the post coital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we don't need to sit here and parse over every poorly written sign. And uh, well, I'm pretty sure there's only two we haven't touched. So, well, we definitely haven't touched the McDonald's sign that says "free refills on same visit only," which, <laughs> <laughs> which obviously had to be posted because someone tried to abuse that the free <laughs> refill policy. Oh, that's great. Uh, uh, you have any other bits of whimsy? No bits of whimsy. You got us covered this week, buddy. Alright. You know, maybe I just make a you know, I'll make a little post a bunch of these two and just you know, maybe I could just take apart each one. I don't know. We'll see. Alright, so here's what we're gonna do. Um in the in the coming week, uh, I'm gonna take care of the Lee Zurich Wikipedia page by basically um, pirating the MyNewOrleans.com interview that he did um, in 2008. Yep. And you're going to get 
<clears throat> somebody or at least start start the wheels in motion of getting somebody to write us a song. Yeah. I think yeah, we're ready. I'll see what I can do. I think we're ready for that. 25 episodes uh, 20 25 episodes in. I think it's time for us to change it up a little bit. Question is, how much are we willing to pay for a song? Um, I mean, my 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 ideal amount is zero. My ideal amount is zero. Here's what I think we could do, though. I think we could get somebody to write it, and then I think we could post that on iTunes, and I think we could get at least a couple people to pay ninety nine cents to download that song. Yeah. Yep. At this, That's a good deal. At this stage in the game, and when it comes to shared content, I, I gotta believe there's there's a musician out there who's willing to help the cause in return for getting some type of light, you know, promotional machine in motion. Yeah, some type of no- notoriety. Now we're we're maybe we're just the stepping stone in that equation, but I think. Um, I think we have a few folks who would support the cause. Good deal. Yeah, I think I think we could get some. I think Adam or Buzz or whomever, you know, would be willing to uh, to throw us a bone. Adam, I'm thinking, might really be willing to do something. All right, Even I mean, Paul Hayes might be able to mix something together. He was always a good DJ, dude. Perfect. Look at that. See, we just put a band together. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the roots. We can Listen, have. I'm gonna hit up. I'm gonna hit up Adam on Facebook. Perfect. Tell uh, you know, because Buzz isn't on there anyway. You know, it's too late to get in touch with Carla O'Brien because they go to sleep like at eight Eastern time, <laughs> and it's already eleven eleven o five Eastern time where they, or eleven o six your time. Well, it right is. Now. It's eleven o six my time exactly. Yep. So uh, I don't know why you wouldn't be up every night at 11.06, just to make sure you're up at 11.06. But, <laughs> you know, what he does, I'm not going to besmirch it. But, I, but I'll, send, I'll shoot a text out to Carla or something, you know, because she's probably more likely to go up and tell Buzz something. Yeah, because she loves Buzz so much. And let's face it, if Carla's going to do that for anybody, I'd imagine... You or I are going to be at the top of her list. You and I, that's got to yeah. have almost a hundred percent success rate. All right, Livy, <laughs> <laughs> Carla. Uh, one thing, you know, it's crazy. This joke between Carla and me has been going on for like, man, it's got to be like seventeen years now. Uh, when we were in college and would call over she was roommates first the way we met carly she was roommates with this girl allison who worked at fagan's with us Mm -hmm. you know but you'd call over to her house you know and this was before cell phones so you're picking up the phone but she'd answer the phone like as if she didn't expect like a voice to be on the other end of that phone almost like uh you know, on Frozen Caveman Lawyer's reaction to a phone. <laughs> she would answer the phone, she'd be like, hello? You know, <laughs> you know like, uh, like, I don't know why this, why this big hunk of plastic is ringing, but I guess I'm supposed <laughs> to say hello into it. 
there's somebody caught inside. <laughs> so like the whole joke would be just be picking up different objects until she finally got to the actual phone. <laughs> Like as if she was trying everything. She didn't know where that ringing was coming from. You know, she's picking up a banana. Hello? <laughs> finally, you know, fifth try, she picks up the phone. Hello? Uh, oh, there's somebody on the other end. Uh, and and to this day, if Carla and I speak on the phone, you know, she calls me or I call her, the way it's answered is, hello? <laughs> <laughs> And I guess it'll be that way till we die now. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're locked in. Yeah, it's all right. Um, a couple of years ago, she even sent me a randomly in the mail a couple of Christmas ago. I think it was around Christmas. Of course, it could just be a random gift anyway. I open it up and it's a banana that you connect to your cell phone to use as the handset. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, you know, almost two decades in, and that joke is still strong. Uh, it's probably stronger than ever. Yeah, yep. Uh, good times. Good, good times. times. All right, you got anything else to cover? No, that's it, man. We got a lot of work to do. Yeah, no commandeering uh, beach patrol beach carts this weekend or anything <laughs> like that for you? As long as I stay out of Bergen County, we should be fine. Yeah, you gotta watch out for those uh, meatheads with their jacked up noses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, with All apologies right. to Girk's brother, we'll see you guys next week. See you guys next week. Good night, Fredo.